0: C on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Ah! My name is Oliver Queen. You died.
1: I went to your funeral.
0: you. isn't saving. What happened? You have the right to much. remain silent. But I'm not a cop anymore. I'm from the theory. future. because you can the future.
2: My name is Barry Allen. And I'm the fastest man alive.
3: Super cool.
0: You two both become a team.
3: Hey, cuz. It's good to see you. This looks like a job for the both of us.
0: Should none of you, Heroes.
2: your legends. You
0: have failed this city. Ah! Any preference on how you'd like to die, the flame, or the frost?
1: Hello and welcome, you're listening to DC on CW Supergirl Edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, you can take us mobile by downloading the Rain Man Digital app available in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Simply search Rain Man Digital. You can also find us on demand through iTunes and Stitcher by searching DC on CW. And once you find us there, please go ahead and leave us a review. Welcome back to our third season of this show, which is pretty cool. I don't think we ever expected to get to season three of Supergirl.
3: <laughs> no, I, uh, when we started, I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I expected to get to season three of DC on CW, <laughs> to be honest. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it's weird to be back. I know it was for me. It was quite of an adjustment of, I've been writing for Rain Man a lot and like focusing on that. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got my own shows to do. I got to like get back in the routine of I got to make sure I watch this, this and this and then look for notes and, well,
1: and this get is, all that going. This is the longest break that I think I have had from Rain Man or not from Rain Man, but from like the network Rain it, Man.
3: Yeah. I mean, by far. I mean, we started we were nonstop last year from the summer on. And so it, it was it was different. It was weird to have the adjustment of it, it was kind of like when you go to school and you stop going to school <sighs> and you're like, I feel like I got to do something today. What's going on? And you're like, yeah, I really don't have anything to do right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I've missed you guys.
3: It's, it's good to be back. I've, I'm excited.
1: I've missed the shows. I've missed talking about them. I've missed the listeners, even though we don't know each other. But, you know. You support us, yeah. so that's cool. Uh, with me today, <laughs> as usual, I have Nicole Nance. Hello, hello. And Bobby
3: Doherty. Hello.
1: What's up? So, um, all right, today we're going to be breaking down and discussing Supergirl Season 3, Episode 1, Girl of Steel. Uh, Kara struggles with being Kara after the loss of Monel, which, like, that sounds kind of cheesy, but...
3: I didn't know how else to put it.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's... That's true though. That's that's absolutely what she's struggling with. Um before we get into the episode, let's talk some news. There's not a ton for Supergirl this week. I expect that to go up considerably over the next couple weeks. But um the ratings were down, unfortunately. Um Newsorama published an article saying Supergirl season 3 premiere drops 39% from season 2. That's a bummer to me. Um and I'm not sure if that has anything to do with almost kind of the same situation that we have here um for ourselves on DC on cW where we we've like kind of binged Supergirl season one and then we went right into recording supergirl season two and then we had this break um when CW first started airing Supergirl, it was with season two, and what they did before that was they marathoned the whole first season over the summer
3: yeah 10 weeks
1: yeah leading into the season 2 premiere so i mean it was a new network there was more hype in that regard you know what i mean like what are the changes that are that are going to happen and oh my god they're going to cross over with the other the other shows how in the are they universe it? and how is everything going to happen
3: and superman
1: yeah and there's definitely there was definitely more <laughs> hype there but also um cw had this whole marathon of supergirl episodes you know like was it two or four episodes it was like four episodes a week or something i don't know two episodes
3: it was two episodes a week yeah
1: so you know there was constantly supergirl promotions on their network and it was constantly in front of people's faces that watched cw so
3: and I, i always think we run into that now especially with like you said the binge watching type thing um just you know um, housekeeping stuff for us like our numbers were up over the summer and we didn't do a damn show
1: yeah like um, mike
3: was like i don't know what's going on but you guys' numbers have shot through the roof i'm like because everybody's probably watching it on netflix and looking for people to talk about it well and that so, and
1: like you know people listen to radio shows and podcasts and things like that when they're when they taking road trips or when they're yeah in in the interim between seasons and stuff like that uh the summer is kind of lackluster for most TV. But I, I honestly, I'm. I think that this is kind of a, I don't know, I see, like, I, it, kind of a weird article. Yeah.
3: Well, the thing is with ratings this, these days, I'm always wondering if we need to get away from it because it's, this isn't real. Like I, I went and rewatched. I accidentally deleted like Legends of Tomorrow off of my <laughs> DVR, Oops. so I went and watched it on the app. We know that doesn't count in these numbers. We know it doesn't count. You know. Yeah. Any kind of streaming stuff. And I
2: don't have exactly. cable anymore. Yeah. Same same with us. We watch it, you know, we had to watch it on Tuesday because it wasn't on their website on Monday night, but it still doesn't count towards their ratings. Yeah.
3: And so and I, 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 this This has to be like a dying fad for them.
2: Honestly, it is because everyone is starting to not have, you know, cable. They're all going to the streaming. So these ratings articles, I don't even know if they're going to be around much longer.
3: I think it's just a, like kind of just like a lot of things. It's an old way of doing business. Exactly. And that's what they go with. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is what the executives look at when they can shows, though.
1: Mm, Unfortunately. Yeah. I just think there's so many other factors at play. I, I think you're totally right, Bob. I think that this has got to be a dying trend. Um, <clears throat> I know they want to I know they want to kind of gauge how many people are watching, but there's got to be a different way of doing it than just, you know, TV Ratings and some companies do dig into, you know, streaming services and stuff like that, but that that's rare.
3: Yeah. Um.
1: So, hey, Supergirl, we still believe in you. We don't judge you by your ratings on the premiere. Um, um, There's um, lots of factors at play. Yes. <laughs> um. In other news, Entertainment Weekly has a nice little ditty here on a uh, Supergirl goes after Potus in premiere. Uh. We see Kat Grant in this episode as the press secretary for the president of the United States. Which, who,
3: which we'll get into in the show, but I definitely approve this method if they use this the whole season.
1: It's Bob approved. I do, too. Honestly, I love it. Oh Yeah, me, too. Uh, <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> it's And it's so appropriate. You know, she's she's a no shit kind of lady. Um, mm-hmm. But here's here's her quote. And we'll we'll talk about how we feel about it a little more in the episode, like Bob said. But um, it was in regards to a news briefing on climate change. Her response was, yes, yes, Carl, as a matter of fact, she does. She also believes that two plus two equals four and that the earth is round because the president is not a moron. Any third grader knows that global warming is the biggest threat of our time. And I'm happy to report that the intellectual capacity of our president is not inferior to that of an eighth grader or an eighth year old. Uh, Next question yeah an eight-year-old you, you
3: read it perfect too by the way <laughs> yeah
1: you pretty much read it in her voice <laughs> sweet sweet uh, i was channeling her um but yeah i mean
3: it, it's always nice when you ooh. see them taking pot shots like you know like it might not make sense to anybody five years from now if they're going back like i'm gonna watch supergirl and they're like what, what, what you know but
1: it might not be fresh in their mind yeah, yeah. but
3: it's uh, It's good to see that they're, you know, because we've seen the CW shows be very political, at least the people behind them and, you know, the actors and everything. And so it's good to see the writers take shots when they can.
1: Yeah, I think, honestly, like <sighs> Supergirl is really the only show that tends to just be so ballsy about doing it, yeah. too, out of the whole Arrowverse. You know, we saw Arrow totally take a middle ground Mid- to a point of just being almost cowardly <laughs> of, last season yes yeah, so
3: the, the gun controlled the throwaway episode we
1: didn't make any decision both sides are happy and uh that's it moving on wait how did you fix it <laughs> no it's not important both sides are happy let's go <laughs> like, it's fine uh, <laughs> but supergirl does have a habit of um of taking those pot shots and and to say things and stand up for you know what that team that works on that show believes in
3: have a side
1: yeah They, they have a side and I think it, you know, we've talked about it before with a show that's trying to be so very feminist in all of the positive actual ways. Um, it's important. You gotta, you, you gotta have a voice. So I don't know. I like it. Um, even if it's something I don't agree with, I like that the show has opinions. With that, we'll go into our first break and when we come back, we will. Discuss the season premiere.
0: I said I would try. Do or do not. There is no try. DC on CW. we Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? Catch up on all of our discussion from Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Just search DC on CW on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find it on the Rain Man Digital app. Just search Rain Man Digital from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Show. The Rain Man Show. It's what I do. Yeah? <laughs> I'm the slave master, goddammit. No. Alright. <laughs> Once again, will you allow because I, I don't I don't want him to assault you. That's one thing I won't do in the show. I will whore you out only if you're willing. <laughs> Can he just I think of yourselves as you know that that girl that just comes off the bus stop in LA? And she doesn't have a lot of money Back in the 60s or 70s And she sees herself a nice young Stud of a black man across the street These are the old days guys The okay. 70s and 60s, the days of pimping <laughs> And he treats her right Takes her out to To breakfast, the Denny Gives her coffee and the Grand Slam And he tells her he's gonna make her a star And she feels comfortable And he slowly woos her Not condoning this type of action I'm just saying that's what I'm like I'm not condoning <laughs> it. It's not for everybody. But <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying. But essentially, I'm the black stud of a man hanging out across the street trying to whore you guys out, uh-huh. making you guys feel comfortable. And each of us on the show is that girl that cut off the bus <laughs> in the wrong part <laughs> of oh. town. <laughs> for more Rain Man, visit rainmanshow.com.
2: Cause I know you're willing To take me all the way You got me right here Combustible And I can't wait to finally explode
0: Exclusive. How do you feel about seeing a fight scene In a Star Wars movie that Has nothing to do with Jedi And it's between Finn and Captain Phasma Do you think that's A good call? I think it is because like here's the thing We have to understand that They're trying to actually uh, Promote that the Universe is larger than what we Thought. Right. And when everyone was like Saying oh why was." been allowed to use a lightsaber. I'm like, going, why can't he use a lightsaber? It's a tool. Yeah, but it's also a Jedi weapon. It's sacred. It's, and if it, he's it is not, sacred, and if he's not a Jedi, he shouldn't be wielding it. And that's how I feel as a Star but Wars nerd. He can still activate it and he can swing it like a bat. Yeah, guess what? I can also activate my dick and swing <laughs> at it like a bat. It doesn't <laughs> mean like, I'm going to go into battle. with <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly.
3: For an excitingly good time Also,
0: if you've missed our last show You can also find us on your Stitcher app Search Back to Tank That is to your favorites Thank you And we will see you very soon You're listening to Rain Man Digital DC on CW
1: Alright, we are back We're going to jump right into season three, episode two of Supergirl, Girl of Steel, uh, directed by Jesse Warren, who I don't think we've seen before, but maybe I just don't recognize the name. I'm pretty sure he's
3: a first timer. I'm
1: pretty sure he's a first timer. This is his first time, so we'll be gentle. Uh, It was written by, let's see, the, the story was by Andrew Kreisberg. The teleplay was by Robert Rovner and Caitlin Parrish. Familiar names, pretty much all around, I think.
3: The funny thing is, on all the shows so far, the people that wrote the finale wrote the season premiere.
1: That's nice. There you go. That seems nice and cohesive. Huh.
3: There's your useless fact for the day.
1: All right. Um. So, let's get into it. We come back this season with Kara in a fantasy with her mother, or a dream, or whatever the hell it was. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, mon is there. She's in a field. Everything's dreaming. She turns around. Her mom's there, and just... Everything seems really bittersweet the whole time. Like, everything just seems like, yeah, this is very obviously a dream. And it seems like even she might kind of realize that it might be a dream and might be could, too good to be true. Like, her face says that to me. Um, and it opens up after that to Kara above the city alone, just kind of in the zone, breathing, listening. Scoping out what's happening in the city. Um, this is a different Kara than we left off with. Um, she was a little touchy at the end of the season finale last season, but this is this is a different Kara. Um, she is much more closed off. She is much more driven to be the best supergirl she can be with no faults and make sure everything is stopped and everything is perfect and good, and she just, you know. When you're grieving, you tend to throw yourself into literally anything else. Yeah. Um,
3: I'm not, I was nervous. About what? I just don't know if I liked it.
1: Her being that way? Yeah. Me either. It
3: it was one of those, like, I, I, I like your innocence. And I felt like it was lost now that she's lost that, you know, that love of her life.
1: Yeah. I, what do you, what do you think, Nicole? Yeah, she was um kind
2: of like she tried to turn off her emotions cuz she kept saying, you know, I'm I'm not human. So she was literally trying to be more of like an alien and not let human emotions get to her or that's at least what she's claiming, but she, like there were moments throughout the episode where you could see that 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 was so not going to be the case. She was going to break eventually and she kind of Kind of, sort of, does at some point um, later in the episode. So that's what she was trying to do. That's at least that's what I was getting from it. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't like it either.
3: <laughs> it uh, it what and what made I think what makes me nervous about what was going on at the beginning of the episode, at least, was that I felt very much like what they did with Barry Allen at the beginning of the last season of Flash. You know, where he was just running around by himself. and and not caring about like you know trying to save everybody by not being associated with them yeah and i was just like oh man don't go to this like because i wasn't a big fan of flash last season you know it's not a surprise but and i was worried that we were going that route
1: it seems i mean you know we'll get into the the journey she takes in this episode and where she ends up a little later but honestly you know at, at the beginning of this um yeah i I think we're kind of supposed to not like it. I think we're supposed to be uncomfortable with it. We're supposed to be kind of you know turned turned off to to what we're seeing. you know this isn't the likable, always positive aura that we know. this is just strictly business supergirl um and she's pushing away everyone around her um you know, she is completely just business with them as well. Like, yeah, that's great. Well, if I have time, I'll do it. "Mm -hmm, Sure. Yeah. Well, I've been pretty busy. Um, and it's, you know, you're watching all of the people in her life, look at her and go, who even are you? What, like, I don't know what to do because you're clearly like basically grieving. Like you don't know what happened to him. You don't know if he's dead. You don't know if he's alive and like, yeah. Okay. You don't know for certain that he's dead, but But there's this terrible, terrible pit in your stomach and your soul over the choice that you had to make. And you're yeah, I mean, it's a hard thing to to navigate.
3: And I think everybody deals with that when you go through some kind of loss or some kind of like big thing that happens in your life. You just don't know how to go up to somebody it's like <laughs> lauren are you okay <laughs> you, you know yeah. like we were asking you today it's like it has nothing to do with anything You just don't know what to say to people about how, like how to deal with it you know and you
1: don't know what buttons not to press yeah. and mm-hmm. and how to navigate it while being compassionate towards that person without and, having details and, and, and even if you do yeah
3: and it's always one of those things like i i've always you know i, I told the story my mom died when I, she was when i was fourteen. And so I've lived most of my life without her. And when other people go through things like that, I can't tell you how to mourn. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, they were all kind of giving her her space because you really don't know until you've gone through something like that how to deal with it. So you kind of hope people can work things out on their own. And I mean, that's the way I've always handled those type of things Is to where, you know, I know you're going through some shit. I'm going to let you be a freaking asshole to me. I'm going to let you be, you know, just bitch at me all the time about stuff because I know you're going through it.
1: Especially with something that major. Yeah. Like, um, like, yeah, it's it's just it's it's hard. I mean. Today, today, I'm actually I was I was pretty upset for a lot of the day because today is actually the day that my dad died. Six years ago so um I was in I was in a pretty rough place and trying to like snap myself out of it when I walked in the studio yeah and it and I'm able to and it totally helps being around like friends and people that I like talking to yeah. so it works and I'm and I'm fine but yeah, when I was just at work bored you know it's kind of it's just on your mind and it's just kind of there you know what I mean
3: and, and, and I think that's what she was doing when she's floating above you know she's trying to be away from everybody but then like you said it pops in your head for and no then it reason. Just
1: Vesters, it just sits there and it just puts you in this place and puts you in this mood. And then when people come and try and talk to you, if they don't say things the right way, you know, you can kind of lash out, especially if it's fresh. If yeah. it is fresh and you're in that stage of, of dealing with whatever you went through, you are likely to lash out at the people who care about you. And, um, and you're likely to sabotage yourself, which is another thing that Kara absolutely did. She quit Catco. Um, she she got furious with Jimmy for using the watch. Um, you know, James called her using the watch because he knew that was the only way she would come and talk to him because she's all about business now. And she got furious with him and instead of going, wow, this is my friend reaching out to me saying, hey, you know, we're worried about you. All of us are worried about you. I'm concerned. You know, you're you're unhappy, which I get. But you're also... Mm, you don't seem like you're being kind to yourself. And I mean, I don't know, man, like that, that whole scene with her being like, what makes me, me is Supergirl" is completely contrasting to what we saw last year where it, she was getting in touch with Kara Danvers and learning to love herself as Kara Danvers. It just seems like,
3: yeah, it's it, it, yeah. a
1: 180. Oh yeah. Total 180.
3: And again, that's why I was kind of like, and again, we'll see where it goes. And we always trust the writers, but that's what I was getting worried about. It's like, I, it, was just, it kind of made me uncomfortable watching like this robotic person, like kind of military driven, soddish person so, <laughs> go through these things.
1: So, I mean, there is something about that that I, that I want to bring up in a minute, but like, but I want to point out, you know, she's also, she's not just ditching. James and refusing to talk to him. She's ditching all sorts of family events. She's ditching, you know, wedding prep for her sister's wedding, her sister, who is the most important person in her life. Um, And it's just, I, it's, it's a whole thing. But when Alex confronts her about everything like that, she gets into how, Kara sucks. Um, that girl sucks right now. Why would I want to be the sad girl whose boyfriend is gone when I could be Supergirl? Supergirl is great. Supergirl saved the world. Supergirl is who people look at and they see a a strong person. She's completely using that as a mask for herself.
3: Yeah, and. Uh, that- that was probably one of the most powerful scenes we've had in three years. Oh, absolutely
2: one hundred percent. There was so much like raw emotion that I like I felt like I wasn't watching a show. I felt like I was just there witnessing it like a fly on the wall. Yeah. yeah. It was it was really, really, really powerful and really emotional. And I mean, um, the way you know, we see a different side of Kara here too. Like she talks completely different. She's talking about how she's Better than humans because she's an alien and she, you know, she's never Ugh. been one of you. And, um, like we mentioned, um, you know, she she turns it on Alex and is like, How would you feel if that happened to your fiance? Um, and you'd be broken. She's basically calling around and is like, You'd be broken, but
3: in a bar drinking. In a bar, yeah. Cause you're drinking. An alcoholic, you know, it's just-
2: calling around on all of her shit that we've seen yeah. her go through. And then she's like, But I, i will not do that because i'm better than humans and i'm like
1: that damn. was that was rough Uh um, yeah that was a low blow i expect to see an apology like not like oh yeah that's totally gonna happen like no uh Kara, i expect an apology directed towards your sister on my desk monday morning at 9 a.m <laughs> like holy crap man and i i, just, I hope
3: maggie doesn't like die <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god she's gonna die because of this thanks Kara. Um,
3: <laughs> and then that guilt's all on everybody
1: for real the the acting in this was incredible but honestly this is one of the moments where like i feel like most of the cast on this show can act out a scene written by like third graders and make it you know pretty good yeah but yeah. um but
3: it, it, it you was, could
1: tell there was good writing. Yes, here. yes.
3: It was one of those times where it felt like a real, like they just transcribed an argument that they had.
1: Yeah. You Seriously. know, about a
3: situation, you know, a similar situation it, because it was so good.
1: It felt real. Yeah. It felt like, you know, someone that's, someone that's going through something like that um, saying, you know, first of all, just all the stuff about her, you know, hiding within that persona because who wouldn't do that? To be totally honest if you had this persona that people know and people (laughs) admire yeah you're gonna fall back into that and you're gonna put all of your energy into that and hide away your vulnerable self um and then god her lashing out at alex like that all of the things that she said like nicole was talking about like just holy crap man like yeah Cowell was right. He said, you know, a human or he said he could never make the uh, the choice that I made. And that's because he, you know, basically saying that that's because he spent so much time with humans and was raised by humans and, you know, tries to be one.
2: He's weaker and blah, blah, blah. And, too, and she's like, I will forever make that choice. I will always make that choice. It was.
1: Yeah, man. <gasps> but to tell to tell your adopted sister. Um, that you are better than her because you are a different race than her, like a different species than her. Yeah. Um, that's rough. That's one of those things that, like, she probably later yeah. on was just like, "Shouldn't have said that."
3: Th- that's that's like the, s- that. the the step kid going to you're not my mom, you know, to the stepmom. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I really care.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like we've seen many apologies between these two, but I expect this one to last a couple episodes now because that was real rough. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's got to come back at some point. So, oh, it is. I don't know, but this is—I mean, this is the first time we've ever heard Kara talk like this. Like she's been a little spiteful and angry before. Anger is her go-to like crutch emotion. You know what I mean?
3: (laughs) But you—you've talked about that, and like, uh, you know, we did that comic book chaos. And you kind of talked about how her anger and, you know, what was it, the Red Lantern? Yeah. You know, how she's kind of even in the comic books, that's always kind of been her thing is the anger part
0: of it.
1: She has a temper. I yeah. mean, even in um, even in earlier runs before New 52, even, you know, there's there's things where she says, like, you know, um, she says that her go to method is, you know, punch things first, ask questions later.
3: Didn't she even say that in season one? <laughs> When she was she, beating up the car,
1: did she? yeah, she probably did. I was referencing the <laughs> the Sterling Gates run that we just read recently, yeah, no, I just well,
3: I read, yeah, I just think that was a uh, I don't know, it just sounds familiar, you know where she wasn't being very strategic,
1: that didn't even um that didn't even come to mind when I was reading it when we were trying to do a review of it, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just that that's her thing. She she uses her fists first and then thanks later. Not all the time, but that's that's more of when you talk about things that are specific to Superman or Supergirl, like she has a temper for sure. Um or, you know, she just likes to physically fix things first. Um and then touched on in this episode in this little speech from Kara. Uh Clark likes to I don't, he's always focusing on his humanity and how he identifies with humans and how he is always trying to keep in touch with his humanity and, and and be more human and stuff like that. That's always on his mind. So it's it's nice to see stuff like that that's really true to the character's personality. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, it's not you know for those who haven't really read anything, don't think it's too far fetched from what kind of the source material says about her.
1: Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about something a little specific because a. A little later, or like right after this scene, we see Kara with Hank, with, you know, Jean up on the rooftop. And she is so much more vulnerable with him. Do you think that part of why she lashed out so hard at Alex is, A, a little bit of a lack of tact on Alex's part um, due to, and also another reason for Kara, the fact that Alex hasn't experienced quite as devastating uh, amounts of loss as Kara, like they both went through the thing with, you know, with their dad. I yeah. mean, you know, Kara's adopted dad, but still Jeremiah Danvers, um, he's gone, but he's a, he's alive though. And they know he's alive. He's just out there somewhere and he's <laughs> kind of betrayed them and turned on the family as far as everyone knows. Um, but i mean other than that she hasn't really experienced loss she never forged a lot of romantic relationships in her life because she didn't have the time and she focused on her career she sacrificed time earlier in her life um you know with people and friends whatever to kind of watch over kara and i don't think she's ever it, it's never touched upon that she's ever experienced a death and i think that's evidenced in the the acting from kyler lee in this because um the way she phrases questions and the, the the words that she uses, man, she used the words pity party. Yeah. And she used the words, you know, get over him. And oh boy, let me tell you from personal experience, if you use those words with that kind of connotation in them, when you're talking to someone that's grieving or, or you know, has gone through a major life shift like that, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're going to get shit thrown right back in your face. Oh, yeah. That was
2: like, you know. 101 on how not to
1: comfort someone going yeah. through a loss. Um, she's trying. She's putting forth an effort, but she doesn't understand that how she's approaching it is wrong because I think she hasn't experienced any loss. Yeah. Um, not real loss. And and so do you think that's why she was able to actually be vulnerable with Hank? Because he's gone through so much and lost his entire, I mean, his race, his family.
3: That and being a foreigner on yeah. earth you yeah know, not he's both, being human yeah he's got like a lot and again it's always maybe the difference between going to maybe a father figure versus you know a, a sibling in it that he might have more like fatherly advice for her you know and again like you said him just experiencing more in life that's similar to what she's going through so i i i definitely like that version better where he He's always such like a calming voice to the like, everything that goes on wrong. Yeah. Let's say, you know, where you can hear him talk and you you feel better about yourself, and you're like you're not even the character,
1: right? Well, and especially because he treats those he treats the Danvers girls like his own surrogate daughters. Yeah, so cute, it kills me. Sorry, I know I love it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, and when he's like you, you know the the big line for me was, well, you're not human, but your heart is.
1: Which is yeah, that's right weird. in the feels right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so I really like the sentiment of it. And I, and I appreciate how well he navigated that with her. That was the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. But I feel, as as a viewer, I feel a little bit weird about that line.
3: Because, Why is that?
1: um, only because there's, there's so many of these races and species and whatever, you know, these aliens and everything. And that almost implies to me, I know I'm reading into it. But it almost implies to me that um, no other alien species out there is capable of love
3: of compassion in the same way. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha.
1: And that's kind of a bummer.
3: Yeah, but the, but, the show about inclusion is kind of saying that humans are the better.
1: Yeah, but um, I think I think it is fair to say that humans can be compassionate to a fault, um, and and perhaps that was the larger takeaway there. Not that any other can't. Feel and and practice compassion in that way, but humans can be entirely compassionate to a complete fault, to a point of destroying themselves. Yeah. Um. But it, it was just kind of weird for me, and that's definitely just me reading into it for sure. It was a really good line, and it really, really, um, it it honed in on what Kara was feeling, and and had the right effect. Um, and it seemed like she was kind of. Breaking down, and she was kind of allowing herself to feel again, slowly but surely. And I'm good with that because I don't want angry, like
3: I I don't know, snide
1: Kara all the time.
3: No, I don't even know if I want another episode like it.
1: I don't think we're gonna get one, but
3: okay. I um, I wasn't sure. Like reading, you know, the ending where they all get together and it looks like one big happy family again. I was just like. Is this the end? Is, you know, are we are we tying this up in I think uh, like so. a forty-four minute episode? She'll
1: probably have some some residual some moments where she lashes out, but oh, very likely. Yeah. yeah. But I think overall we're probably looking at the end of super snippy Kara. And and I'm good with the direction that this started heading after um after Jean calmed her down. So before we go into a break. We're going to catch up with the rest of our favorite people from the show because Kara is wonderful, but she's got a great supporting cast. Um, Kat, we already mentioned she's press secretary now. Um, and we did mention, you know, that we liked it and everything. But I think this is going to be really effective. Uh, I think Calista Flockhart has had a hard time actually getting in and being on episodes, stuff like that. I don't know why. I don't know if it's her schedule or if it's, you know, CW stuff or whatever. But um I think this is gonna be a good way to keep her in the show, but without having to fly her, you know, back and forth to Vancouver all the time.
3: Yeah, no interaction with the people.
1: She can record stuff yeah. in advance or or from a remote location. Yeah.
3: She can go in the studio in LA and just go handle it real quick on a green screen. They'll put whatever behind her. Yeah. And yeah, then absolutely we watch them talk to the screen like we still love you, Kat, <laughs> like we do.
1: If I <laughs> like we do. Yeah. Um, I'm good with this. You know, if I get to see more of Kat's face and hear more of her wonderful dialogue in this show just from watching updates from her on the TV like the characters are, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If I get more cat that way, good with it. Yeah, I can deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with this. This is fine. And then, you know, maybe later on we'll get her visiting national city yep. for an episode maybe so we'll see um alex and maggie are obviously they're going through with their marriage they're that makes it sound like they weren't going to or like it was like some crisis time thing <laughs> and now they're like ooh never mind but i
3: don't know so <laughs> if some parts of this episode i was wondering how was that was going to go yeah
1: <laughs> yeah there was a moment but um but they were there was lots of family feels and like relationship feels in this episode um Because they're getting ready for their marriage and they're, they're dealing with all the wedding prep. And Alex is not really seeming too into it, especially after she tries to invite Kara to like all you can eat hors d'oeuvres, just like food after food after food. Did she mention dumplings? Because there will be dumplings. Um, (laughs) and Kara just blows her off and acts like it's not important to her when I, that's, that's something that, A lot of times people want to share with if they have if they have a close sibling or something, they want to share that with them.
3: Um, Well, especially with them, a lot of the relationship is based around eating food.
1: Yeah, right.
3: (laughs) And so I think that was a good way to kind of show that. All right. It's serious. She's not she doesn't want to go eat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Same. If I don't want to eat, there's something wrong with me. Yeah.
3: It's like every show ended with, like, an ice cream or some takeout <laughs> for the first season.
1: Uh, um, and then the other struggle that Alex is having is with not having Jeremiah around. And um, she's, you know, she, she finally lets Maggie know who, like, first of all, did Maggie get prettier? I don't. I feel like she got prettier. Okay,
3: so <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna be like the you, were dude never she, be you. Never be that
1: Never want to be that guy.
3: The dude, but since y'all brought it up, she, I think she lost some weight or something because she definitely looked. Oh,
2: you're being that dude. No, just yeah, kidding. No, it's it's it in up. her face, though. Yeah. 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 It's in her face. Yes. Like she's just. I'm just, looking this up now. Because yeah, she looks. She looks extra good. Different. Yeah,
1: he looked extra good.
3: And, and that's why, because I know she's only partial on the show, so I don't know. if Maybe she got another gig. and Or
1: maybe it, she has a better makeup artist, even. You yeah, know what I mean? Could, like, it could be
3: anything. But, I, like, I did notice that. But, again, I wasn't going to bring it up because it's just, like, I'm not Ryan. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Dude, she's so fucking hot, man. Oh,
1: man, is she hot? Is she
2: hot? I'm going to look her up. Oh, I'm going to bang her. <laughs>
3: Let me Google her real quick.
2: Oh, we're good
1: friends.
3: But, um, uh... <laughs> yeah. But uh,
1: he won't uh, listen. That's fine. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Um,
1: you heard it here, guys. We <laughs> talked behind our friends' backs. <laughs> we eh, well, just Ryan. Ryan. But no, just she just de- de-
3: she definitely looked better.
1: No, for sure. She not like she I was mean,
3: horrendous. before. Yeah, but.
1: right. Not like she was bad looking before. But she, I as soon as I saw her, I was just like, Maggie. Yeah.
3: You look- okay.
1: I'm listening. Um. Hey, girl. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But you know, they they had a little moment of are you not into this like what's going on and and alex was going through some family stuff in her head and wasn't really letting maggie in and she lets her know finally hey i'm you know i i don't have my dad around to walk me down the aisle and that doesn't seem like a huge deal until you start thinking about it like as as someone who would be walked down the aisle you know what i mean like that's it doesn't sound like it's too big of a of an issue until you really start like going, wow, no, that's like, that's if you're, if you're into the whole traditional wedding thing, even if it's not super tradi- traditional, like it's just, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. And it's it just kind of cements that that father figure isn't around. So
3: I, uh, I can honestly say I can remember the first time I saw a mother son dance at a wedding and Ooh. it went through my head that I can never have that. Ooh, in my life. Did
1: you die oh. inside at that oh, moment?
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, but Mm. dude, and it's always weird because it's always one of those things to where, um, you know, uh, back to the personal side of me, like me and Deb have been together since we were like 19 and people always wonder why I didn't get married. And a lot of the stuff that I've gone through in my life is because my mother hasn't been around and it's been hard on me. And I thought the marriage thing would be one of those things to where, like, I don't know if I could handle it. And it's like, you know, and I wouldn't want to take that away from Deb, or where they have the daddy daughter dance and all that other stuff. And but you know just that like not be able to participate in like real like life situations. I didn't want to walk when I graduated high school. I'd never I didn't walk when I graduated college, and it was all because like I I'm I'm still broken. You know I'm damn near forty now and I'm still broken by it. And it, it's and so this part of it kind of like it hit me where I was like oh geez you know so other people do feel that way. It's oh, not totally. like a, a strange thing for me. You know as like you know this masculine dude that i'm just like oh i can't i can't have this you no. know and it, and it's like it's like one of the few things for a wedding that's based around the dude
1: every um i mean everybody goes through that internally you know what i mean like um if if they're in that sort of situation like i definitely i i mean i i didn't care about i i i'm still in school but like i haven't haven't even considered walking when i graduate as being a thing that i care about because i just don't feel like i really have anyone to share it with and and that that's that's a thing you know if you don't feel like you have anyone to share it with why bother like that's i mean i at some point you know people would be like well but it's just for you and it's like yeah but that's not the part that's important to me it's the achievement and and i don't know definitely the whole like uh being walked down the aisle thing too is, is a, is a rough one. You know, I've thought a lot about that sort of stuff after losing my dad. And, uh, it's just, it's weird. And I used to not really, I've built up a, a pretty good friend group and a lot of people that I care about. And that's, that's my family yeah. at this point. Cause I don't have a lot of family, but, um, but I used to get really sad at weddings. Like people would take me as a date to weddings, and I would just get sad. Oh. Yeah, I would, I would, I would cry later that night most times because it was just like, you know, these people have these these families. Most people have like cousins that they talk to, and like aunts and uncles, and and um, family friends that have been around forever. And they have their parents and step parents or whatever else, and maybe siblings and um a ton of friends and I was like, oh my God, I'm never gonna have this. Um so yeah, I would die a little bit inside. But yeah, that's a real, that's a real thing. And I definitely cried some some tears when Alex went to Hank and she was like, listen, I you've been a father figure to me. And you know, if you're if you're willing, if you will, um I choose you. I I want you to walk me down the aisle. Oh man. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you, it didn't help that like him choking up like that. Mm-mm. Like, oh, you ever seen a grown mm. black man cry? Because <laughs> it is no, because you're just like, no, you look so tough. Please don't. I just if yeah. you break, I'm gonna break, and I can't do that. And which is exactly what she uh, said. Yeah, it's totally what she did. <laughs> is he
3: so tough? Well, that yeah. and that that again that goes back to the to kind of the writing we were talking about all episode so far is. That they made stuff feel real
2: and so relatable,
3: yeah, yeah, and you know, just to watch them go through that, and you could see that happening and 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 you know uh the defense mechanism of sarcasm come up, you can't do that, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. Or I'm wearing Kevlar. What are you wearing? You know, Humor like,
1: is the best way to get out of any
2: yeah. sort of oh, yeah. sadness. They, they definitely like turn that around real quick when she's like, you can't cry because then I will cry and then they will know we can cry. And yeah, oh, no, we're capable of crying. <laughs> and that's not okay. That helped me because I was like tearing up and I was like, oh, my God.
1: Humor. Yeah. Thank you. It was good. Man, the feels in this episode were so good. They were so um, real on that emotional note live read is that yeah. why you covered face uh, with that in there yeah we got all, a, all of it
3: no just patreon uh, and okay. we'll just bullshit patreon it's basically plugging our shit uh, <laughs> our, our, our dc on cw presents it. but i just put it in there
1: okay instead <laughs> of the other stuff yes okay we're not plugging all of it
3: no we're plugging our stuff but let them know where to sign up okay <laughs> does that make sense yes that's better <laughs> okay sorry
1: just plugging our stuff. We're plugging our shit, don't plug theirs. <laughs> okay.
3: We're important. we they've been here.
1: Hey guys, did you know that Rainman Digital now offers a premium service? You might have heard us talk about it last season a little bit.
3: Some earlier this episode too.
1: Even then, yeah. So uh, you know. Besides our weekly free broadcasts, Rain Man Digital is now offering a premium service. And you can gain access to that by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, You automatically become a subscriber, so it's super easy. The premium service includes video content. You can get exclusive shows. Like for us, we've got a special DC on CW show.
3: Yeah, DC on CW Presents, where you can hear us talk about things other than (laughs) the shows and actually talk into the mic normally.
1: We, uh, we recently did one, just to plug it, we did one on the DC animated universe. Well, animation
3: so- domination. All of us were on it. And uh, again, you just kind of hear us get into dc we're, we're into dc more than just these shows and we want to expand it for everybody so
1: and we want to offer the ability for people who watch these shows but maybe don't know where to get into other dc content we want to offer them suggestions and and entry points and things that we love as suggestions
3: how we started basically
1: yeah so head on over to patreon.com slash Rainman digital and sign up today Alright, guys, we are back and let's talk some new characters. Douche Lord 2.0, aka Morgan Edge. Uh, God, he sucks. Man, he sucks more than.
3: Douche 1.0? Yeah. Well, he he's sucks- an upgrade.
1: <laughs> Extra suckage. <laughs> double the power, double the suck. Um, anyway. <laughs> He, you know, he is a Superman character, first appeared in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 133, created by Jack Kirby, as were a lot of characters at that time.
3: (laughs) A lot of Superman, a lot of everything.
1: So in his original incarnation, Edge was the president of the Galaxy Broadcasting System, who are the owners of the television station WGBS, Uh, the, they're the media corporation, which eventually bought the Daily Planet. Uh, he was basically a stereotype of a ruthless capitalist, and it doesn't look like much has changed there.
3: No. When (laughs) I read that, I was like, oh, they got it perfect. Except now he's in the buildings, not media corporations.
1: Yeah. And still a giant dick. And still a giant dick. Uh, in the short amount of time that we've seen this character, I, I think that, um, Bob, I think you joking and calling him douche lord 2.0, I think it's gonna fit. I think he's gonna fit right in as an upgrade of the original douche lord Maxwell Lord.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. It was like that was the first thing from the initial scene of him, you know, with having everybody in his office. I was just like, this guy is an (laughs) asshole. Point (laughs) five seconds. Yeah. Point five seconds
1: in the scene. You're like, "Mm, douche. Calling Lena out. Like he did just basically for being a Luther and then, you know, for her inv- involvement in <laughs> previous situations.
3: Yeah. So now we're talking about that call out thing. Uh, somebody needs to practice hiding her Irish accent.
1: I know it's coming through so hard this episode. <laughs> she said
3: it was literally, literally, literally like she <laughs> like, and I think that was the word that she said like three times that it, it came through. Every single time, and I was like, "All right, no, I'm just making that shit up because I know, you know, I think she's from Ireland. I'm like, that's why I'm hearing it." and Then she said something else. I was like, "No, it's it. There's certain words that she's struggling with."
1: Yeah, well, I think she's just becoming more comfortable, and so she's not focusing on hiding her accent as much. Which, to be fair, um, yeah, she should try a little harder to to hide her accent. Uh, But at the same time, I'll take a. more genuine performance over you know stressing about the accent not that she's ever been um an actress on this show that i didn't feel like was yeah we haven't called her out yeah totally she's great but um but yeah i mean
3: whatever i'm glad other people caught it because i was just like oh
1: i think it's kind of cute though so i don't really like (laughs) it doesn't really bother me
3: (laughs) it was one of those things because it was right at the beginning i was like are they making her English this time? <laughs> like no. Like like what's going on here?
1: Well, I noticed it all through like, the episode. did they like
3: Madonna her where Madonna went over to Britain forever and came back with a weird accent? Yeah. I
1: think <laughs> uh it's also something that I super notice with some Australians too when they're trying to do an American accent, some of their vowels also like come through. Uh-huh. And and you can hear the difference a little bit. It's just that little that little twang. And that's it. Um. So let's move on to the next new character we've got. We've got Bloodsport, which is not someone I was expecting to see. No. No. Nope. <laughs> no. <nope>. Pause, <laughs> and then nope, nope, no, no, well, no. Nope.
3: Like, like I was thinking, it was nothing that we went over with casting news. Mm-mm. You know, it wasn't anything that we ran through over the summer. I just I was like, okay, you know, um, yeah. So yeah. when it came out, I was like, oh, okay, cool.
1: Um, and I mean, you know, I don't know how much we will or won't see of him later on.
3: I have a feeling he's going to be like Metallo, was last year. Subordinate? Yeah, showed up at a couple episodes at the beginning.
1: Yeah.
3: We'll bring him back here towards the middle.
1: Well, it seems like Bloodsport is the right hand, like, muscle man of uh, Douche Lord 2.0. Yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, kinda, I love that name <laughs> I'm like trying to go back and forth between do I want to call him Edgelord or like Edge Douche. you gotta get douche in there somewhere yeah
3: we'll we'll, we'll let it flow and yeah. it organically turn into something yeah it was just, just kind of like Douche Lord did <laughs> you know if you guys happen to listen to the first season of us calling him Douche Lord the whole time
1: yep perfect uh, so Bloodsport is the name of three DC Comics mercenary villains Um, they're all mercenaries of not mercenary they're all enemies of Superman Um, and this particular one uh, Robert Dubois he's a real jerk real jerk man Uh, he was first in Superman volume 2 number 4 created by John Byrne and Carl Kessel 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 let's go with Kessel Kessel Run Um, An agent of of Lex Luthor persuaded Dubois that Superman is the enemy and supplied him with a teleporter, weapons, uh, including bullets made from kryptonite. So that's a super cool thing. And I hope that he doesn't gain any of those this season to use against Kara, but... That seems so specific that he might.
3: Yeah, that's why I put it in there. I was reading it. I'm like, this could definitely happen sometime <laughs> this season.
1: This is going to be bad. Yeah. Um,
3: I'm like, this guy's probably going to show up again and fuck some shit up.
1: Yeah, man. So, I mean, this is just, there's there's a lot more we could talk about with the character. But basically, um, he he's a mercenary. He's a big, tough guy with psychological instability and
3: um and i think you they needed them for you know if douche lord 2.0 is going to be the kind of the secondary big bad you can't have the corporate villain without having some kind of muscle behind him. yeah
1: totally because
3: you know it's like oh good you can buy stuff it's not intimidating enough you usually have to strong arm your you know your way into things and how are you going to do that and still be the corporate dude
1: right right um you know, other than that, I mean, he's not bland, but he's also, he doesn't have a lot going on yet. He's just a big, tough guy, and he's kind of scary, and he's muscly. And he
3: can fall off a truck.
1: It's been, it's been a whole one episode back, so yeah. we don't have a lot to go off of with him yet. There's not a lot to speculate with either. It's not like he's a major, major, major villain. He's just, you know, he's a mercenary, and Lex Luthor in the comics was uh, the one that basically got him going on this path. So TBD, we'll see what happens with him. Yep. Uh, The last one is Rain. The long-awaited reveal of Rain. Except, if you weren't paying attention to casting news, you might not have even known that it was her.
3: No. I was so confused at first. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute.
1: Who is this? Yeah, why is this woman with her child relevant? Yeah. Why is
3: she? They're focusing way too much on this chick.
1: I thought the kid was going to die because I didn't realize it was her at first. And then once she like, so <laughs> so her her kid um gets trapped underneath uh, an aluminum truss, and she when she goes to lift it off of her, she like pinches that part of the bar and like pinches it closed and aluminum is a soft metal, but humans generally can't do that with their bare hands. Yeah. So, uh, and she seems surprised. She was very surprised. And so that's when I realized I was thinking "Ah, maybe, but I don't really know. It just seems more like something's going to happen. And, and, someone's going to kill this kid or something which seems like a weird turn for supergirl to take. <laughs>
3: hey, again it started really dark.
1: Oh god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that that was the moment that I was like, "Oh, no, 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 no. This is rain." And she doesn't seem to know anything about her own powers, or what she is.
3: How, how are they going mean, to introduce this story without like following around an episode?
1: How are we going to how, is, how are we going to balance a villain with a kid? Seriously.
3: Same way they're going to balance Oliver of her. I don't want to talk
1: about it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry. Sorry, baby. Um, Mommy will be home soon. Um, She's got to go fight Supergirl. So um, there's dinner in the microwave. Warm it up. You can call <laughs> me if you need anything. I will be back.
1: Go and tell your friends your mom is fighting Supergirl. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> don't be mind in my bed costume. By 11.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, so she doesn't seem to n- to know anything at all. And then once she... I, now, I don't know if she's been having these nightmares already. But once she uh, notices that she's got that super strength, which how the, how the hell did you not notice that your whole life?
3: Just pickle jars are easy to open. I'm
1: just a really strong lady. I don't yeah. <laughs> know. Um, she has a nightmare just like Kara's dream. But... <laughs> but but not... You- <laughs> yeah, but it's weird because it looks like it's Kara's mom as well. Like it's the same dress and it's, I, I don't know. There's gotta be something fishy going on with that dream. Something that's connecting them. Yeah. Um, but instead of Kara's mom turning around and being beautiful and, and I don't know, elegant and just everything is nice and feels good, instead it's just this terrifying face with sharp teeth and like and deep nice. set yeah. creepy eyes and
2: nightmare fuel
1: nightmare fuel yes yes yes
3: did, <laughs> at first uh did that trick anybody else did you think we we're going back to cars dream the way they shot that yes yes <laughs> okay because they went from like the bar scene i think till to, to her texting jimmy saying i want my job back and see no, she it. in
2: the <laughs> morning it, boss or he, whatever
1: no she was texting was that selena
3: Oh, it was. I I, it was, right. I, read,
1: I read the name on the text message. Okay.
2: Right. I, I That's just right. assumed it was Jimmy because
3: I thought it was a black thumb.
1: Yeah, because she had Because you it. thought it was what?
3: A black thumb emoji.
1: <laughs> it was a heart. <laughs> Whatever. You're thinking of Angelica, who always says the black <laughs> thumb emoji.
3: Don't get things confused. Leave me alone.
1: Um. It was a heart. It was to Lena, and it said, I'll see you in the morning, boss. And Lena sent back a heart. Okay uh whatever (laughs) whatever whatever so you have a note here about uh rain's ship underwater now i must have missed that what what did i miss oh right after the um
2: submarine scene she throws it and didn't didn't she go back into the water
3: no no like it's scanned down and then you saw another like kryptonian looking ship glowing
2: yeah yeah, I I caught that and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, so I just assumed... so I can that- catch
1: the details in a freaking text message, but I can't see that. <laughs> <I> can't <laughs> and see meanwhile, a- we can't catch the details in the text
2: <laughs> oh, message.
3: Man. Yeah, well, she when she said boss, I just assumed it was Jimmy. Um,
2: except for the fact that Lena was like, I'm a Yeah, but still,
3: Jimmy's the boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, like I said, I just assumed that that's gonna be rain ship. You know, to pr- show that she's an alien. That's what I thought. It it happened at the very, very end, I think, after the nightmare. I mean,
1: I think that that's safe to assume because other than that, I mean, you know, Clark has his stuff. He knows where his pod was, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Rain is the only other potential, like, Kryptonian-type person in National City that's, like, landed there. Because she she has a life there. She's probably even grown up there. So... Well, that and at the...
2: End of the finale, they were sending her off. Yeah, yeah.
1: They did a flashback or whatever. Yeah, you I mean it was no. a flashback, but yes, they were sending her off. So yeah, I mean we saw that she was in one of those pods. So it is, it is safe to assume that that's probably Rain's ship under the water there. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's close out this part right now. This is part of our breakdown. Let's talk effects. So we've got, we've got that beginning. Hover, which looked really, really good. And I think it was also, um, like we're talking like opening scene right after the dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked really good, but also, you know, we were really only seeing upper half of her body. So they got to focus on how lightly her hair would have been blowing and, you know, what it, what it probably could have been looking like up there.
3: And it's weird because I think they've done a better job with that, like the hovering and then even the flying to where they're not showing too much. They, they figured out that if you give a little, it's going to go a long way versus before. We're like, she looked weird jumping through the window.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, less can be absolutely more when you get the viewer's yeah. imagination to do more of the work for you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we
2: were actually making a comment that like when she started flying after she was hovering, it looked really slow. But then when she takes off after stopping the truck, she like took off like a bullet and uh Steve was like, That's how she should have flown in the first place.
1: Yeah. So the effects were well, I I feel like they've done better in yeah. the past. I think the I think the first scene where she starts flying in the beginning of the episode, I think that was more for like, look everyone. Fists out in front of her. Supergirl's back. We are back with the season. Look yeah. at Supergirl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was hey, just kind on, of parading smoothies. her in front of us. Yeah. Um. And wasn't really indicative of how fast she is because she's, she's real speedy. Um. Stopping the truck looked fine. I mean, you know, it was, it was fine. It was good. Just regular good effects. I don't know. I didn't really have anything to say about it.
3: Yeah, I think the whole action scene was just a good kind of way to start it off because between stopping the truck and then showing like even her attitude towards like the family she saved you're just like oh shit this, something's changed
1: yeah <laughs> she's different yeah it was good normally she would have walked up and you know given the kid a little fist bump or a hug or something yeah. you know and um not even a little smile she was like i'm out yeah peace and so then later on we get the uh the whole submarine scene it's it's all underwater um and it is no, oh, it, it worked. It was fine. Um, I think one of the strongest things about it is that it got to be dark.
3: Oh yeah, it always. got to
1: be dark and murky, and so it was kind of like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Um, but that was a whole thing where uh, Alex was actually concerned for Kara because she can't breathe underwater. And <laughs> is that a thing? You know, I don't know. I I feel like that's a thing. I don't think their genetic makeup is so different that they're, like, invulnerable to drowning.
3: I just had never thought about it before, and that's what kind of—that's why I put it in the notes. I was like, you know, but she could fly underwater?
1: Well, I mean, she yeah. is super strong, so she could—it's She it's like not flying. Propulsion. Yeah. I think—I um, think no matter what, I mean, uh It's it's, she's gonna be faster underwater because she is stronger and faster than humans, and we have a hard time treading water. Yeah, but she would have a less hard time.
3: Um, I just feel like it's like a Superman water thing would have come up by now. It's like wait, all I got to do is drown him. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like 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 we we know Martian Manhunter doesn't like fire. Seems like Superman would get fucked up by Aquaman.
1: So. I I don't know. I mean, he... I I don't know, because it's it, this is weird. This is definitely a weird thing, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but also, like, Superman is good in space.
3: And you can't breathe in space.
1: But, I mean, also, it's a different thing, like, inhaling different gases rather than filling your lungs with liquid so that there's no room for any gas.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know.
3: I, I just it just I, it was one of those things as like the so-called experts on this stuff that I felt like I should have run into this before in my lifetime.
1: Yeah. Um well definitely the the supers are able to hold their breath longer than humans are. I mean they they're all of their abilities pretty much all across the board are enhanced. So they can definitely hold her breath for a really long time, but, like, if something were to happen to her, like an explosion or something like that, and she was no longer holding her breath, um, she, I, it would be possible for her to drown. I don't know. That's, that's all I'm gonna roll with. I don't know. It's fine. Um, I mean, other than that, there weren't a ton of effects, which is fine. We don't need special effects left and right clogging up everything. We're good. It's good to go. Yeah. Um, it was good seeing the show back. It was good having the characters back. It was good. Like, it reminded me why I loved a lot of the characters. Even the little bits that we got of Wynn, just him listening in on Maggie and Alex's conversation and just being like, you guys are my favorite couple. Like, just. I just loved that part. Good <laughs> things, man. It was solid. Um, it was a, it was a much more, I mean, I don't know why I didn't think it would be, but it was a much more emotional, um, Premiere than I thought it would be. I just, like, I th- like I, sad times. Well,
3: I think it's just because we've never kind of run into this with Supergirl.
1: I mean, I, yeah, you're right. But it just,
3: there's it, a lot of feels. It, it
1: made sense with the way it left off last time, but oh man, got deep today, guys. Got deep. Got super deep. Super deep. Um, with that being said, I mean, I'll, I'll just roll through my own final thoughts and then let you guys have at it. Um, I thought it was well written. Uh, I think we got to go on a journey with this character alongside of the people in her life, watching her struggle with the loss of someone so important to her um, because of her own decision and the own, her own sacrifice that she had to make, putting other people above herself. Um, but you can still see the the strengths within Supergirl and why she is the strongest person that she can be you know what I mean like she has faults she has flaws but she is incredibly strong and she is incredibly driven and good-hearted and compassionate um there were certain scenes that I really liked how they shot them like that first hovering scene man it just closed right on in on her it wasn't "Ooh, look at me look at me I'm flying it was just uh, taking a breath thinking just zoning out listening listening for things to do just like focusing on her and her headspace and where she's at as a character rather than like bright and shiny effects um and i think that's that's a nice thing that they have learned like you mentioned bob that they don't need to always do big flashy effects less can be more yeah when you imply things the the viewer's imagination starts working and we know
3: exactly we know how she flies i always love watching those uh you know the the foot the non-special effect footages of like supergirl and flash running to where like you see grant just like slide in a room and her jump like off a box onto the ground you know and (laughs) it's just it's funny to watch like without you know them kind of doing the hard cuts on it and you're like yeah see that's all i need because i know what a person looks like when they're running fast (laughs) I know what she looks like when she's flying. I just kind of need to see her land.
1: Yeah. Nicole, what are you you thinking? Uh, It was a good episode. I really liked
2: all of, well, basically the emotional scenes. I really liked how they explored those feelings, how they explored Kara's um, grieving process and how it affected her. And they made it very real and believable. And um, even like showing her almost breaking completely in front of Hank and, you know, go, almost going into it, cause she almost mentioned the, you know, her dream and with mon and her mother. um, Just all of it. I really liked those scenes and how they explored it and it was, it was overall good and I don't know how to, you know, put my thoughts
1: into the words right now, so I'm just <laughs> going to shut up.
2: <laughs> it was good.
1: It was good, man. Bob, do you have anything else to add?
3: No, uh, probably one of the best writing acting combos we've seen out of this show like yeah. th- that yes again where it felt real like it wasn't mm-hmm. characters it was real people that you like i think nicole said at one point we were flies on the wall in the middle of a fucking family argument and it made me feel awkward watching <laughs> <No> <laughs> so, a little bit
1: one of the things that <laughs> yeah, I, I love
3: I, I gotta poop gotta go you know, <laughs> to like, Walk cool. away. <laughs> uh,
1: one of the things that i love about supergirl is that um While, you know, Arrow and Flash have a place in my heart for sure, they also have a tendency to have a lot of overacting or like cheesy kind of soapy stuff sometimes, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of just what the shows have have fallen into as like their groove. And that's just, you know, a little bit of their brand. And that's fine. But I really like what Supergirl has going on and I really like what the actors do. Yeah. Um. This episode was was solid writing, and the script was good, which is is not always the case. Sometimes the script is not phenomenal; it's just okay. But this week, and that's for any show. But this week, the script was was on point. It was damn damn
2: good. Damn good. And I like that they keep it all relevant yeah. in every sense of the word. They go into the men- like honestly, they're going in a little bit into the mental health and how you know the coping mechanisms and everything, and they. Took the shot at Otis <laughs> And they they went a little political and they explored family relationships. They explored loss and grieving. And it's I feel like it's still a lot different from Flash and Arrow, even though they some they kind of are falling into that same writing.
1: Flow. It's a similar
2: pattern. Yeah. It's all similar patterns. But it's still standing out with the way these actors are taking the scene
1: and that's why I love Supergirl so much. There's something special about this show. There is. Well, on that heartfelt and somber note, that's going to be it for today's DC on CW Supergirl edition. Uh, remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on CW episodes through our app, the Rainman Digital app, and be sure to follow us on social medias. Twitter is at DC on CW, Facebook.com slash DC on CW, and our Instagram Is DC underscore on underscore CW. And we'll catch you next time.
0: I'm
1: Supergirl. You who now?